So, welcome back. Is is that how I start this? No, no, that makes me sound like a YouTube vlogger. Um, hi. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna start talking. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so... Last time, I introduced the four people that are willing to speak on these recordings, and for the next couple of recordings, I'm going to be going into their stories. First off, Bobby. His full name is Robert Norm, and he was born in 1882 and died in the early 1910s. He's a vampire, but he has little to no animalistic tendencies anymore. He was one of the first supernaturals I was ever assigned, and he and I have truly grown to be good friends in our time together. Aw, that's sweet of you, Harry. <laughs> He's an extrovert, he's cunning, and... Strikingly handsome. <laughs> and he clearly can't keep his mouth shut. Okay, okay, let's get to the interview pot. I, I had to do my introduction. Why? Nobody's gonna end up listening to this. You're probably right. I guess it's for my own sanity. You still got that? Hey, this is about you, not me. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. What do you remember about your human life? Oh, oh, jeez, almost nothing. My pops was a doll. I remember that. He was a real nice guy. My ma, she was way too rough for him. She was a real devil of a woman. Definitely my only family member who I wasn't sad to lose. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be. I'm happy now. That's what matters, ain't it? Do you... do you want to go more into your family life? I don't think I could if I tried. I've lived a long time and at this point I can kind of just remember emotions. Besides, this is all about supernaturals. Your imaginary listeners don't want to hear about my ma. All right, then. Who turned you? Oh, here we go. No more beating gums. Her name was hmm. Eleanor Michelson. And what was she like? Terribly misled. <laughs> I mean, you know how it went. She turned me because she liked me. Poor Dame had no idea. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I knew about this. But I'm curious. How did it go down? Well, I hate to admit this, but I did kind of play into it. What? I thought she was a guy. Bobby! I was drunk. She was dressed androgynously. You asshole! <laughs> well, you can imagine how surprised I was when I woke up hungover, a vampire, and in a woman's bed. <laughs> wait, 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 did you too? Oh, no, no, no. She knew I was drunk, and she knew it was wrong to sleep with a drunk person. Uh, but she didn't mind turning a drunk person into a vampire? <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. Well, how did she take the fact that you were not interested in her? Badly. She yelled something offensive and ran out the room, and it seemed ironic that I was dealing with the fact that I was a whole new species and that I had to eat people. And she was the one being overdramatic. Sounds like an asshole. She ended up pretty much teaching me the basics and then telling me to get the hell out of the house. She was a bad teacher, and I basically ended up an orphan vampire. Uh, is that when you met Rex? Yeah, right after abolition started. We met in February in Chicago. I was pretty down on my luck, you know. I picked up a majority of my victims at bars, and now they were illegal. How'd you meet him? I made my way into one of his speakeasies, and he thought I was a looker. He introduced himself, and we spent the night together. We could smell the vampire on each other. You ended up being an act in his bar, right? Yeah, I sang some ditties for him, and he paid me some pretty heavy sugar. I was always a lone vampire, so I was eager to have a group that I was a part of. And at the time, I thought he was a gnat's whistle. When was it that you realized he was heading a crime family? Uh, about six months in. 
we had been together for a while, and he felt the need to tell me the truth. He made it seem like it was no big deal. He had a little bit of a monopoly over the Logan Square area, offering them protection for payment, and he bit people who didn't make their payments to him within a certain amount of time. How did you take it? Are you kidding me? I loved it. I was a bad guy, and it felt great. And on top of that, we were openly homosexual in the 1920s, and nobody could touch us. They wouldn't dare. How did it feel to be that high up in society? Oh, I was an asshole. I became a monster, and he loved it. If I wanted something, he got it for me. Didn't matter what it was. He loved me, and I loved him too. We kill and stole and got filthy rich doing it. How long did it last with you two? We lasted till about 52. Well, how did it end? Badly. Oh, uh, do, do you not want to talk about it? Not today. Uh, oh, okay. Well, what did you do after he left? I, uh, I moved to New York. I knew you were waiting for where the accent came in. <laughs> and when was this? Uh, around the late 50s. So you were in New York for the protests of the Vietnam War? Sure was. The government thought I had died years ago, and this was before the founding of the SOSS in the 2000s, so I was living without a care in the world. Once I got over the breakup, I was living it up. What was your policy on killing at this point? Well, up until the 80s, I went through a vigilante phase where I would kill abusive or creepy guys at bars. What made you stop? (laughs) They tasted bad. (laughs) Oh, very funny. No, why did you stop? Morality? No, no, not morality. More like laziness. It was easier to be given blood than to take it. So who was giving it to you? Well, I, uh, I mostly survived off the fetish community. Uh, I mean, that doesn't make sense. You sap. What? That's your current job. It is not. Is too. You hook me up with folks who want to get with a vampire. Hey, 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 I do a lot more than that. That's all you do for me. Oh, oh, okay. I see how it is. I thought we were friends. Turns out you just see me as an endless source of babes. Is that what I am to you, huh? Oh, here comes Hal. Oh boy, I get a hot date. (laughs) Okay, okay, I take it back. I take it back. You're not just some food source for me. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, Wait, where was I? Where were we? Right! Okay, so, how did you find the SOSS? It, uh, was 2013 when I was first found by the government, and I was honestly a little scared, because I thought they were gonna, you know take us for a ride kill you yes i thought they were going to kill the supernaturals how did you feel when you found out they were actually protecting you i thought it wouldn't last i thought it was humankind's way of trying to reach out to us but i thought it would fail what changed your mind you really i thought you had somebody else before me i did mary but she blabbed about the organization had to be fired so why me well (laughs) I thought they would forget about me after Mary, but you showed up and proved me wrong. Oh. Well, I'm glad. And that just about catches us up. Well, all right then. It's been a pleasure to talk, Bobby. Thank you. Do you want to say goodbye to our hypothetical listeners? Oh, absolutely. Esteemed listeners... Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my life story of adventure, joy, misery, and passion. 
may you have a wonderful day and may the angels sing to you as you uh as you uh dance in in the rain happy yes yes i'm very happy with that <laughs> stay safe out there good night <laughs>